this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. We trust that you will enjoy today's message and that it will encourage you to grow deeper in your relationship with Christ our Savior. I've entitled just this this message called So What? And obviously um, you can see the play on words there that it's not as in so what? What are you telling me? It's in terms of what are you going to sow, um, as in sigh, for those that are, that are Afrikaans. I mean, before we get into the word, let's, uh, let me just pray. Lord, we, we thank you that you lead us and you guide us. Lord, we open up our hearts this evening, God, for the seed of your word uh, to come into our hearts and to produce a harvest like a hundredfold. We open up our hearts to you and Lord, I personally can just want to come and consecrate my mouth, God, that I would really just speak your undiluted word. And uh, you know, I thank you for a guard to, to even filter that which we shouldn't say. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I'm going to be asking a couple of questions tonight. It's going to be a little bit interactive. Um, so don't be shy to, to get interactive, all right? So here's a question. What do you want? What do you want? Okay, for now it's a rhetorical question. We're going to come back to answering. But think about this just for a moment. What is it that you want for 2017? Just, just are you thinking about something, at least? Okay, don't don't wait for my next question. Just think about it. What is it that you want for 2017? Okay, here's another question. What is it that you want to reap in this year? What do you want to reap this year? Okay, let's get stuck into a scripture or two, and then we're going to get back to these questions. The reason I ask these questions is that um, you are going to reap what you sow, but you're also only going to sow what you really want. Amen? Okay. So what do you really want to reap? Okay, let's have a look at Scripture. Reap what? Galatians 6, from verse 7, says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary of doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Here's, here's like a revelation moment. Okay? Did you know that if you sow wheat, what are you going to harvest? Wheat. Just think about that. <laughs> If you sow maize, what are you going to reap? Bananas. Who said that? <laughs> Have you tried that? <laughs> Obviously, maize. Okay, it's it's a, it's a rule. It, it's it's a law of this of this earth. Whether whether one believes in God or not, you you reap. Well, we produce after our own kind. Okay, unlike people that believe in evolution. Okay, dogs make 
dogs. People make people. Unless they experiment in tubes and stuff, but that's, diff- that's obviously different. Okay? We reproduce after our own kind. Okay? It's a little bit of a dirt statement, but if we pull that through to the spirit, we think that we can sow to the flesh, but reap in the spirit. We think that Monday to Saturday, I can do whatever I want, and then Sunday come to church and think I'm going to be in seventh heaven. And yes, we do encounter God at church, etc. But what I just want to say is that what, you will, what you're going to be sowing into is you'll reap exponentially that. So I want to read the, the pre or, or out of Galatians 5, which is a little bit back to, to where, where this scripture also fits in. But this is more applicable to the whole book, but just specifically with regards to this, sowing to the spirit versus um, sowing to the flesh. This is Galatians 5 from verse 16. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh, des- flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage. Just pause here for a moment. I'm I'm skimming through these things, but if you really just stand still and evaluate each and every one of them, what does it actually mean, every one of them? Um... It's, it, it'll sink in. So I'd encourage you, take the Scripture home, just ask the Holy Spirit, like, just, just show me more. Show me more of Scripture. Show me more of Jesus. Show me where I need to repent. Show me where I need to align my life more with, with your Word. Okay. Fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, or another word for forbearance, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So here's a question. How are you doing on your fruit? How patient are you these days? How kind are you? How high is joy on your radar at the moment? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not just talking to you. Yeah. I, I'm just like the Holy Spirit just is like hitting me. Up. <laughs> okay, so... All right. So what I want to say here is if you want to bear these fruit... You need to sow the right seed. So if we're neglecting time with God, if we're neglecting time in Scripture, a couple of days down the line, we sometimes get surprised by the fact that I don't have any joy, or that I don't have any peace, or that I'm really grumpy. But if we continually sow time with God, relationship with God, we continually sow into that relationship with God, 
guess what? You will start bearing this fruit. Now, this is the problem that, that so many of us Christians have, is that we want to sow to the flesh Monday to Saturday, and then Sunday we want to come and we want to cut off those bad fruit and we want to try and pluck up these good fruit. And, and, it, and it really doesn't work like that. Good fruit gets um, produced um, not actually by more of surrender to God and time with God than actually effort. Yes, sometimes there'll be effort to actually just throw your duvet off you at five in the morning just to spend an hour's time before you hit the traffic or something like that. That's maybe a little bit of effort, but um, just actually having to produce the fruit is to just actually spend time in God's Word, spend time in God's presence, worshipping Him, um, talking to Him, um, etc. Amen? Good. So here's a... Here's where the conversation is going to start. Oh, another thing is, if you really struggle, if you really struggle with um, those fruit, it really doesn't, you spend as much time in the Bible as you, as you want to. You see what, yeah, 20, verse 24, it says, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. What, what does being crucified mean? You die. Maybe there's too much of you that's still alive. Yes, <laughs> I know. It's like, yes, Lord, I will follow you, but I don't want to bear my cross. I don't want to be crucified. I don't want to die. I, wanna, I, wanna, I want the good stuff. I want, I want eternal life. I want to have joy. I want all that good stuff, but that list there of the bad fruit of the uh, sowing to the, to the flesh, there's a couple of nice stuff in there. Maybe, maybe I can, can have some of that stuff as well. That means that there's some some part of you that still needs to die. Um, so if you so there's two things there. Consider what are you sowing on a regular basis, but then on the other side as well, consider whether you yourself have actually died. Um, coming to salvation is dying to yourself and living in, as a new creation in Christ. That's what baptism also symbolizes. Yeah, that, like baptism into Christ is our born again experience, um, be, dying to our flesh, rising as a new being. But baptism really symbolizes just an outward symbol of what has already happened in our hearts in that, in that sense as well. Um, so think about it how alive you are. Um, have you ever thought about it? Just a random thought that uh, these two kingdoms, the, 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 the kingdom of darkness and and God's kingdom, and uh, and both actually want you dead. Have you ever wondered about that? <laughs> um, okay, but obviously dying voluntary to God um, produces life. Amen? It's like when we were in India um, a couple of years ago, we did a house visit at this one Hindu family, and the grandfather was, uh, to just give a little bit of context, the, the wife was in the church, but she married a Hindu man, so we did the house visit for them, but the husband's father is a very staunch Hindu, so he was also there, part of this conversation. So we had this conversation, and, uh, and with Hinduism, everything goes. Um, there's millions of gods, and it's very much, they believe in this principle, by the way, that you will, sow, you will, you will reap what you sow. 
um, the, the whole karma thing. So, so he looks at me. So I asked him so like a, a little bit out about his belief and so on. And he says, uh, "No, I, I believe that you will sow, you will reap what you sow." <laughs> um, so I was like, "Okay." So I, I had this God moment where I said, "What, what if I tell you that you can inherit eternal life if you sow? You, you can reap eternal life if you sow faith in Jesus Christ." And I could see he was like, what, what, what was that? <laughs> and then I went on to explain what it is that I mean. Um, but the, coming back to this, okay. So here's, here's where I want you guys to, to start talking to me. What is it that you want to reap? Honestly. Okay, who wants to engage with me here? Here's where everybody either stares at me or doesn't make eye contact with me. <laughs> No sudden movements. <laughs> hey, me? Breakthrough. You want to reap breakthrough. Okay, great. Anybody else? Okay, you want to reap people coming to salvation. Okay, amen. Anybody else? Don't, don't, you don't have to go super spiritual on me here, okay? You can go in the natural here as well. If you want a coffee machine, then you can have a coffee machine. Okay. A low handicap. Okay. For those who don't know about golf, he's talking about golf. Okay, he's not talking about a wheelchair. Um, anybody else? Dead free, not like in not like in crucified dead dead like, like in yes. Okay, dead free. Okay, cool. Okay. Anybody else? This is, this is a good start. I mean, I'll, we'll, we'll get to this now. Marcus, you want to run? In the natural or in the spirit? <laughs> Amen. Okay. Anybody else? Okay, I'm another lady. All the guys are shouting out. Where's ladies? A new house. With grass. On the roof or in the lawn. <laughs> okay. Catherine? I'm going to reap your PhD. Yeah. Blessings? What do you want to reap this year? You don't know? <laughs> your honors. Your honors. Okay, okay one more. A train trip through Switzerland. Wow, okay. I'm, I'm assuming you want to reap also how to get there. <laughs> You have the you have the plane ticket. Okay, nice. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, so every, everybody else, if you also just add a little bit of think about what it is that you want to reap this year, okay, even if you didn't shout it out. Um, some of you maybe want a want a husband. Maybe some of you want a wife. Some of you want to move to the coast. Some of you want to become CEO. Some some of you might want to baptize some people this year. Whatever, it's, the spectrum is obviously big. Okay, so the question is, what is it that you're going to sow this year that will that will make you to reap that? To our nuns' um, question, what will you sow to see people coming to salvation? What will 
What is what awkward? What do you need to sew in order to get a low handicap? Play a lot of golf or practice at least. <laughs> yes, playing. What do you need to sew in order to run again? Exercise. Okay, so there's a lot. There's there's some sacrifice, but yeah, here's here's the thing: is before we can actually know what it is that we want to sow, we need to know what we want to reap. But before we sow, this is just a farming principle. George, my second name, by the way, means land worker or farmer, okay? and my dad farms. So I'm going to give you just a little bit of an analogy here, and there is some farmer's backgrounds here. Before you sow, Saberland, you, you guys also come from a farm. What do you need to do before you sow? Plow. You need to prepare the ground as well as you don't just sow at any season. In one season you sow mealies, in another season you sow corn or wheat. What is it? Corn. Same thing. Wheat. <laughs> yeah? So there are, there are different times where you're going to have to sow different seed. Sometimes you already have the seed, but you don't have the soil, or the soil is not prepared yet. So, um, I don't want to take the analogy too far with all of the examples. Um, but there is maybe the soil, the soil for where you want to sow your seed is already prepared, and you just actually need to sow the seed. Um, and here's here's a couple of questions, and and I want to gauge from you guys: How do you? Prepare the soil. Let's use Anand's in a, um, one for as an example. How do you, how do we if we want to? And that's why we're doing the host campaign as well. We're standing in faith to reach the un, the, the lost. Oh, I almost said the unlost. Um, how, what what um, what? How do we prepare the soil in order to reach the lost? And as I want you, I, I, this is an interactive part. Yeah, I haven't got all the answers. What is that? Prayer. It's a very good place to start any question out of the Bible. <laughs> but definitely, <laughs> yes, definitely prayer. Um, and also, there's prayer and there's prayer. Um, scripture says that the 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 effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Okay, so what it says is the unrighteous also prays. It's not effective. The righteous can pray, but they can pray ineffectively. So think about that. Okay, so if you are young in the faith, you're not 100% sure how to pray, how do I, how do I pray for the lost, etc., then that's a good place to start in preparing the soil of your own heart in order to be able... That's, that's like getting the tractor to start plowing is to what do I actually pray for when I want to pray for the for the lost as an example okay any any anything else prayer plan now there's certain people in our lives who like at work with our neighbors or people we play hockey with or golf with or whatever um, who we interact regularly with and we all have people in our lives who we're standing in faith for to come to salvation amen Amen? Amen. <laughs> okay. 
I hope you're standing in faith for somebody to come to, to know Jesus because if you really have a revelation of, of Jesus' love for you, you want to share that with other people. Okay, so um, here's what I want to join with what Okut is, is saying is, is we can stand in faith for those people to come to salvation. We can pray and we can pray and we can pray and we should pray and we should pray and we should pray. Okay, don't, as a, as a rule of thumb, um, don't, unless it's a divine moment where God brings somebody into your life, don't speak to people about God unless you've spoken to God about that person. Okay. Um, because what that does, it prepares your heart to communicate out of a place of love towards the person. Otherwise, we can very easily come in condemnation. Um, okay. Plan. If you want if you want a low handicap, you need to plan to go and play, or you need to plan to go and practice. Sa- same with reaching out to people. We pray, and we plan about how we're going to do that. Um, with who you want to do your PhD, you are going to do some serious planning in terms of when you're going to be studying what. You're going to sow a lot of hours into that PhD so that you can actually reap it at the end of the year. Um, and that principle pulls through into into what we sow into the spirit as well. To you personally, if you want to grow in your relationship with Christ, what do you need to sow? Time with God, time in your into your relationship with God. Um, so we have a lot of cool discipleship things that that, that can help in the process. Um, but I just want to say, just start with reading the Bible and praying daily. <laughs> And having fellowship and community with with other Christians that'll go far. Okay. The other things is great and it and it and it's amazing, um, but that'll that'll go a long way. Okay. So lastly, um, standing standing at the end of the year, end of twenty seventeen, looking back, looking back over the year, what, really just. I want you to just just think for a moment. Um, what is it that you want to hear God say to you at the end of 2017? Well done, good and faithful servant. And what that means is God has given us seed to steward. And there's certain desires and things in the world that we want to reap at the end of the year, which maybe not is not like maybe spiritual or maybe is not even from God. So take it back to God. So take it back to God and say, Lord, is this the season for this? Is it at all due to me? But generally, God has given us a lot of seed. Us as a congregation, I want to say that our storehouses of seed is massive. But we're too shy to go and to sow the seed into people's lives I know that's a little bit of a heavy to close the evening off but what I want to say is God has given you seed to sow into people's lives He's given you a lot of the seed of the word in you to sow into people's lives start asking God where do I I sow this? how do I sow this? Is this the right time to sow it into this person's life? Is, it, is this the right time to sow it in this person's life? 
But it pulls through to all of the other facets as well. We are responsible for what we do with our time. That is part of the seed that He's given us to steward. He's given us money to steward. He's given us relationships to steward. So look after one another. Have one another's back. But as well, there's... there's um, I want to encourage you this year to sow in three areas. Okay? And, and that's what we're talking about at, at, at small group training as well. In terms of discipleship, there's three areas of it's upward and it's inward and it's outward. Upwards toward God. Sow into that, into your relationship with God. Sow into that. Go and sit down and think, what is it that, is, what is it that you can do to sow into your relationship with God? Think it through. Um, and then come up with a plan of action and then start doing it. With the inward, into community, into our brothers' and sisters' lives. What can you do to sow into the people around you in our communities' lives? Into the people in your small group, people at church. And then outward, what can you do to sow into those people's lives? Um, yes, go and think it through in terms of what, it, what the implications are for your work and for your studies and for your home as a marriage. If you want a healthy marriage, what is it that you need to sow in order to reap a healthy marriage? And think those things through. I'm, I'm posing a lot of questions here this evening. I'm not necessarily giving you that much answers. But I'm putting it out there so that you can go and think about this and go and pray about it because I believe that God has given us all a lot of seed and it's going to apply slightly differently to different people. And what is the promise if we, if we steward that seed right? And it draws through from the parable of the sower, but there's a if it's, if it's sown on, on, on good soil, so a harvest of, how many? Any help me? 30, 60, or 100 fold. Almost said 100,000. That's the evangelist in my song, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, 30, 60, and 100 fold. I believe that our congregation, both, both Roosevelt High and this congregation here in Santon, are going to look significantly different at the end of this year if we are willing to engage with God's agenda. Um, for example, um, some of our students are back early. And, um, we're having a first-year service with, with, um, with the guys and, um, at, at UJ, and one of the guys that joined us recently was elected as Prim of Prims there at, at UJ, and, and one of the guys here is also prim of one of the other races. Um, and basically, he organized with all of the other Haka members of all the other races that they are all bringing their first years to our first year service, which means there's going to be anything between 400 and 900 first years. Um, and I, told it, I spoke to the guys yesterday as well that the host training is we often get stuck into praying for the harvest when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he said, pray to the Lord of the harvest for laborers to be sent into the harvest field. Now, I believe the harvest is ready. It doesn't mean you don't pray for the harvest. You need to do that as well. Um, but too often we get stuck by, by praying the wrong prayers or ineffective prayers. I'm not saying that it's wrong to pray for the harvest. You should. Um, but often the harvest is ready and we're just not quite willing to go. 
Um, so I want to encourage you this year, sow into the kingdom, your time, your effort. Um, and it's really, your, if, if you sow into your relationship with God, sow into your relationship with your brothers and sisters, and sow to reach other people in the city, um, I believe that is the most fulfilling way to look back at this year. And the other things that we're standing in faith for, whether it's a, 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 another house or it's a lower handicap, those are great things. And God, God, what's, it's important that, that, that we bring those things to God because God is intimately involved in our lives. The thing is, He's the one that also brings the contentment. So it's important we bring to God those things. And if He brings the breakthrough, then, we, then, then He brings the breakthrough and we rejoice in it. But we also like say, like that, um, I think it's Habakkuk, that says that even if, oh, I know that in Afrikaans, um, <laughs> um, and the oil doesn't run brims over, okay, that's my translation, okay, what I'm, say, what I'm saying is, um, if, if, it, if, if those breakthrough doesn't come, uh, we should still be content with God, with God himself. I was going to preach something else here this evening and um, last night when I wanted to sit down and, and continue on what I was working on, I just felt the Holy Spirit saying, no, I want you to do this. So I had to like start over again. And, um, but I believe really this is a word that's, that's in season for us. Um, and it's important that we take God seriously when, uh, whenever He talks and He talks to us like on a daily basis if we're willing to listen. Amen. Let's, let's just bow our heads and, and pray. So Father God, we, we thank you for your word, God. We thank you that your word says that if we sow through the Spirit, God, that, that we will reap eternal life. God, it is, our, it, it is our desire to not reap destruction, God. But so often we don't sit down and count the cost of not sowing to the flesh. And Lord, there are certain sacrifices that some of us need to make, God, in, in terms of time, in terms of getting into your word, in terms of getting, um, getting serious about our time with you, getting serious with, with taking your great commission seriously, with getting serious with your command to love one another. And I thank you, Lord, that your word says that that you give grace to the humble, but you oppose the proud. But Lord, this evening, we want to come and just humble ourselves before you in humility and say, Lord, we know that we can't change ourselves. We know that we often get stuck in religion, in playing church church. We're happy to come to church and go back home and do our thing, but just don't ask us to, to do something that's going to cause a, us to, to break a sweat. And Lord, whatever this year holds for, any, for all of us here, we want to say, Lord, we want to, at the end of this year, we want to look back at it, and it's our desire to hear your voice saying, well done, good and faithful servant. Whether it's a good year or in the natural or a tough year, we want to be faithful with what you've given us and you've given us a lot of seed to sow you've given us a lot of seed and I pray that you will teach us you'll help us to time it right 
Help us to prepare soil. Help us to learn how to pray effectively. We thank you that your love towards us abounds. And it's not a matter that you want us now to, to, to earn your love by performing. We know that you've accepted us as we are. And we thank you, God, that as we grow in a relationship with you, you start to want to use us in this world. And it's our desire to see the people around us come to, come to know you as well. I believe, God, that there are, there are people here whose hearts are hard to not to want to put themselves at risk, who doesn't want to make themselves vulnerable to, to you because they're afraid that you're going to say, well, I want to use you. And I want to say that God would not give you something to do which he doesn't know, which he knows that you can't handle with him. Mm. Lord, I thank you, God, just for a peace that transcends all understanding to guard our hearts and our minds as we make our requests known to you. Teach us how to rejoice in you always, like the apostles that rejoiced in you after they got flogged, for they were counted worthy to suffer for your cause. Help us to rejoice in all of our circumstances. Lord, you know what is close to our hearts. You know which breakthroughs that we're standing in faith for you know what it is that, what what it is that we that we really desire but lord even if those breakthroughs don't come in this year we want to say god we will be content in you for you are enough for us we love you god we love you we thank you that you first loved us as you keep your eyes closed, I, had this, uh, I want to just sketch you this picture that I had during worship. Um, there was it's this picture of, of, of Jesus, oh, as, was, as we were singing that song that laying, where, where Jesus comes to lay down his life. I was reminded of, of just the picture of, of Abram coming to sacrifice Isaac, laying him down on an altar. And I, just, I was just so reminded of the picture of Jesus willingly walking up to an altar and laying himself down to get flogged, to get pierced, to get spit at. But he looks at us and he's got this love in his eyes. Also reminded of the picture of, of like the Chronicles of Narnia where, where that lion just walks up to that altar and he knows what's lying ahead of him. It's obviously a picture of, of Jesus laying down his life for us. But I just registered such an immense love in his eyes as he's going through this. Obviously, it's, it's, it's being martyred for us. But I just felt like Jesus was saying, you know what, I love you. And then he walks up to that altar and he does that. And I don't know about you, but that is amazing. And this evening, as, you, as you, everybody's eyes are closed, if you don't have a personal relationship with that Jesus who laid down his life for you, I want to invite you to, to in return, lay down your life for him. For that is what the invitation is. If you're willing to sow faith in Jesus Christ, you will reap eternal life. If you sow faith and obedience to Jesus Christ, you will reap eternal life.
If there's anybody like that, then just raise your hand just quickly to God as, as a sign saying, yes, Lord, I, I hear your invitation and I'm willing to lay down my life. Is there anybody like that? Yeah. So Lord, we thank you that, that you've called us to a life of surrender to you. And I'm just reminded of the scripture of where you say that unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. And we thank you, God, that we can willingly also come and lay down our lives for the sake of your kingdom, for the sake of knowing you and to be used by you. Teach us to number our days and to spend it wisely, spend it according to your will. Thank you for a blessing, God, upon our relationships and our work. And wherever we go day from day to day, thank you for the promise of your presence with us. We exalt you, Lord.